Hi everyone and welcome to Perspective, where we identify issues and highlight how and why these different perspectives affect the resolution of these issues and simply how we feel about them. And today we have a special, special guest, the founder of Peace Ministries Worldwide, South Carolina's Democratic Party State Executive Council member for the 7th Congressional District. He also serves as the principal at Blaine Blaine Spain and Associates. Here's our special guest, Mr. Cedric Blaine Spain. Thank you and good evening, Sahara Rebe. It's good, good to be on your on your sh- the show, this podcast this evening. And thank you for the invitation. Of course. So before we get started, I just want to say I remember your interview with Roland Martin back in 2016. My mom recorded it and we watched it numerous times. Can you just share with everyone? your experience and just tell us how it was wow you going way back to the 2016 democratic convention in philadelphia pennsylvania wow that was and you bringing back memories causing my mind to think but who can never forget that opportunity to be interviewed by roland martin who was at the time with news one it was mm-hmm. a very real moment i was speaking with another reporter and several of our delegation from south carolina and others they were like, oh, this gentleman that can talk, he does well with the media. And I'm like, what's going on? And when I turned around and saw Roland Martin, I'm like, are you serious? And I'm like, <laughs> I got to get my composure, Roland Martin. So it was a very surreal moment to talk about being a delegate to the Democratic National Convention, what it meant to have a female at that particular time. Um, Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton was the, um, going up for nomination for um first female president of the United States of America and certainly the one to make it that far on a democratic ticket so it was a very surreal moment it was a great opportunity mm-hmm. along with you and many others throughout the nation and around the world actually with family members sent me that clip of being on news one early in the morning when it actually aired and so thank you for recalling that great moment and just the opportunity to serve our great state of South Carolina um, as a delegate to the national convention of course, it was so it was so beautiful to see. Also, I noticed your Zoom picture was a picture of you and Vice President Elect Kamala Harris. Can you tell us what happened? How did you get there? What was that like? How did you feel? Because of course now I don't know if that was before or after uh, her 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 election and the, and the confirmation that she would be the next Vice President. But still, uh, amazing. Can you tell us what happened? Oh, Sahara, you're a great journalist because you were pulling up all, <laughs> all kind of great information and pictures. And actually, the photo you referring to that was on my Zoom and my social media, mm-hmm. that photo was when she was running for president in 2019. And she did a, um, she was speaking, actually. One of her campaign stops was in Hopkins, South Carolina, right outside of Columbia, in which they still call it Columbia, South Carolina. I was en route to Columbia for one of our state Democratic meetings, and I left early so I could stop by and just to attend her function. I'm standing in by the door because eventually I would need to leave to get on into Columbia. All mm-hmm. one of the, um, our colleagues on the state executive council and committee touched me and said, Mr. Blaine Spain. I said, yes, sir. He said, this is Senator Kamala Harris. 
I'm like, oh my God, I knew someone came in the door, but I was so focused on the other speaker that was up. I didn't realize that she was standing next to me. And then he said, well, let me get your photo. Um, since you've seen her now, you can get your photo. So we took that photo standing by the door in Hopkins, South Carolina at this church's gymnasium. And again, that's when she was running for president. And we have several of the photos we were blessed to give with her when she came here to Conway, South Carolina. Again, a surreal moment to not have the senator Kamala Harris um, be there and also to get a photo with her and now with her being vice president elect of the United States of America. Wow. I'm just glad for that opportunity also. Yes. That was just so amazing. It's timeless, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah. so, so amazing. And now her platform is bigger than ever. And it's just, wow. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So now I want to dive right into hearing your perspective on the Georgia Senate race. Um, last night, we got the confirmation that both Democrats won the U.S. Senate. And now um, Democrats won control of the Senate for the first time in six years. I, I just want to ask, how do you think that yesterday's Georgia Senate race will impact our country and not just for Georgians? I'm going to say as a South Carolinian and living next door um, to Georgia, um, we are this neighboring state. I must say, first of all, thank you to all the voters, number one, yes. um, that went out and voted, that make this a reality, to help make this, excuse me, a reality, and thankful, and as many would say, to Stacey Abrams. And then I like what she said. She said, there are many that came before me that mm -hmm. began this work. I'm just the one continuing, but we still owe a lot of gratitude to her for her mobilizing and organizing those on the ground there in Georgia. And I must say again, thank you, Georgia, for restoring and saving our democracy, restoring integrity to the United States Senate, because now this would give yes. Democrats control of the Senate. And we're so grateful for Georgians to this day to be able to celebrate Reverend Dr. Raphael Warnock and, mm -hmm. and also John Ossoff, who would be the two new senators in Washington, D.C. So there won't be a gridlock with the Biden administration. So this is a, this is a great day in America, in American history and everything besides of all other things that have taken place today. And right. but it's a great day. Right. And speaking of the Biden um, and Harris administration and, and Joe Biden's presidency, I want to ask, what do you think this means for Joe Biden's presidency now that we have a Senate that is fair and now that Vice President Vice, Pre Vice President elect Kamala Harris will be a tie breaking um, vote? This would mean a lot to them. If anybody know of, um, in my years, almost 20 years working in politics and serving mm. the great people of South Carolina, when when there's a gridlock and you can't come to an agreement and this country has become too partisan. And I'm glad that the two senators uh, won their election. So this would help President-elect Biden get legislation moved. 
things that he would like to do from the executive branch, working with the legislative branch, and also those that would hear cases that may be um, that need some adjudication with the judicial branch. But certainly, it would mean much for his his administration and the executive branch that have a legis legislation um, uh, legislators. Let me say, excuse me, that will be working with him on legislation to help the many people in the United States of America. Mm. Yeah, I was I was um, doing a little bit of research and I was looking on social media and I just saw how so many people reacted to this and, and it gave a, a little uh, relief for people and, and, and for all the anticipation to see what would happen to just know that Biden's presidency would be in the right direction. And, I, you know, I, yes, I think yes. there's relief for everyone uh, knowing that it would be a fair, a fair fight to push policies through. Yes, because a lot of people are hurting. And what happened, we saw that gridlock when the um, Democratic Party, um, Nancy Pelosi in the House back in March, when they passed the CARES Act. But because mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell and and his, whatever reasons he had behind it, allow, and it's still sitting on his desk. And that, that act alone could have helped extend and keep people from going further into poverty and in a sinkhole financially and businesses going um, out of business, but that cares that he failed to pass it in the Senate. She did her version in the House, and Democrats have done that um, throughout, even with the Heroes Act. They passed that, and here again, you're having problems in the Senate because of the Republican control. But thank goodness, tonight America can breathe again. And it was almost like we said about with George Floyd and many other, the Republican knee is off the neck of democracy tonight. Mm. Mm, that was very powerful. And, and, and just to uh, say, you know, what happened in the Capitol today, uh, very, very disturbing and very, very hurtful. Yes. And to see what could just happen when people simply don't have their way. You know, and people right. people got hurt. People are literally physically scarred for yes. life with, with yes. the actions today. And it just shows a, a pure disrespect for democracy. And a, yeah, just period. A, a disrespect right. to democracy. Same. And a disrespect to the capital. Is a, That's is right. A disrespect to Americans everywhere, you know. And I want to give my condolences to the woman who, woman's family who yes, lost her life yes, today. Yes, certainly. Yes. Um, yeah, it was really, really sad, you know. Mm. Um, but back to the race, I just wanted to ask, what do you think this means for regular citizens like you and I now to have a Senate that is fair and a, and a democratic um, Senate? Well, for me, for one, and I, although a male, I'm proudly and happy that I was chosen to be born a black male. So for me as a black male and go back when we talk about a knee on the neck, when we think about and we remember George Floyd and all the other George Floyds, whether the knee was actually on the neck or gunned down as a black male. I see this with the um, election out of Georgia is moving us into a direction of police reform, mm-hmm. moving us into a place of true social justice, that we can get um, justice reform itself, the voting, the voting rights, the John Lewis, let me say that, Voting Rights Act, now have a chance to pass. So not only 
as an American, as a black American, as a black male, the vote, the two gentlemen winning in Georgia and not only just the two gentlemen, but then one of them to be a black male that mm. gives all of us as men hope across America and, and the world that we can do it. We can run for public office. We can make a change. And, and, and hopefully win. And if not, then we become the Stacey Abrams. We mobilize. We mobilize. The mm-hmm. turnout counties, the turnout states, blue or whatever need to be done, we mobilize to get the work done. So I'm, I'm, I'm just elated. I'm humble that now the Democrats do have control of the U.S. Senate because whatever legislation is, and is passed and acts that are passed in the House, there would be no gridlock now of it passing in the U.S. Senate. Now we can move American forward. We as black men can hold our head up. We don't have to be um, going for it once all of these acts and these these resolutions, these legislation is passed for justice reform, police reform, and all the other things that need to be passed. We can breathe again in America with a sigh of relief that we are well on our way to restoring democracy and getting our fair share in this land, which we have worked so hard for, for the last 400 years. Mm. Wow. I want to piggyback off of what you just said and just say that representation matters Yes, and voting matters. You know, um, black people didn't die for the right to vote for no reason. They, they understood the importance of voting. And I just want to remind everyone to vote when the time yes. comes, not just for quote-unquote major elections for That's all right. elections because right. all elections affect you um and yeah i think that i have one last question yes ma'am how do you think that what do you think we should do to raise more awareness for really really important elections like this how should we go about raising awareness to about these elections and about the importance of, of a senate or about any of these elected offices and so, Harry, you said the key thing. The thing is, we have to remember across this nation, not only in the United States of America, we are privileged that we are in a democratic republic where it's for the people, by the people, unlike some of the countries that are communist and they're run by dictatorship and all. So we are privileged in America that we have the opportunity to, to elect um, our officials that would govern for us, that would be the voice of the people. And you said it so well. Don't wait until every four years to a big election, because if we understand all politics start local, it mm-hmm. is actually at the local level. It's your school board, county council, mm-hmm. city council, municipal. And some people don't call them city council, they call them commission. Well, it's your local commission. All politics start local. We can be upset at, at Vice President elect and um, and I mean I'm sorry I didn't mean to say that that President elect and Vice President elect you can get upset with them but there are things they do on the federal level but be it that all politics start locally it's down to your local election and you said the key thing in the midterm elections people need to come out in robust numbers as they did in Georgia as we did in the presidential election this year if we want to see true reform then we got to stay at the ballot box every time there's an election a special election a runoff election we cannot take it for granted and allow people to say oh people won't vote we have to go then we have to be educated and one thing i found out sahara a lot of times people are afraid because the the educational piece about voting is not as complex as people make it yet there is a science to voting 
and we just have to do a better job as political parties. And I can say, speaking from us, from the Democratic Party, um, we have to do a better job with our messaging and a better job with educating our voters that they don't feel intimidated by issues and that they are thoroughly aware of all the things that are on the ballot and what could affect them. And most time people are looking, regardless of what political affiliation, they are looking for their party our leadership in the communities to kind of say, hey, what way should I vote on this issue? Should I vote for this person and everything? And then we have to realize, too, as we say, we saw it so much in this election cycle, all skin ain't kin. Mm. We may look alike, but you got to make sure that the person that you're running for office, regardless of what ethnicity you are and they're running that they have a true interest for the people so again to answer your question we have to stay involved we have to vote in every election just like it was a presidential election we have to make sure that we leave no vote out Mm, right i agree and i want to um add to what you said earlier about education and about understanding coming from someone i guess this would be my perspective but a young black girl who isn't um I'm not able to vote. I'm only 15, but I understand the importance of voting. And I understand that whatever goes, goes on in politics affects my day-to-day life. And I think that, I think it's the educator's job and, 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 uh, public officials job to teach students the importance of voting. Cause right now I have peers who think that it doesn't matter or peers who tell me, why do you care? Like you can't vote. Like, why do you, why are you Um, posting about it? Why are you I'm just sitting here like, this affects you and I. This affects your grandma. This affects your granddad. This affects everybody. And we need to care. And soon enough, in three years, I will be able to vote. And soon enough, in three years, whoever said that, they will be able to vote, you know? And it's important that we know, we know. And I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know that there were smaller elections. I didn't know that for a while because I only knew about of the big ones you know about governors and mayors and i knew about you know obviously the presidency but i didn't know that there were smaller elections and i think that educating people education is key education is so important because that's how we make informed decisions so yes yes i just want to thank you so so much for coming on this is our first episode of perspective and season one and i just want to say thank you so so much for stopping by i really appreciate it oh i thank you sahara rebe for you this opportunity for to come on and if i messed up your name please forgive me but thank you for allowing me to be one of your inaugural guests and i commend you as a young person as you said earlier that are not at the vote 18 years old or 17 during an election year you can register and vote at 17 long as you'll be 18 by the general election so i commend you as a young person getting involved and it speaks volumes of, of your parenting mm-hmm. and everything, um, your parent, um, that, that speaks volumes. And then some people, this may not be the parents, they see, a, uh, young people see a uh, interest in it. And like you said, no, as we used to say, as we used to say it this way in church, that the children are the church of tomorrow. Well, then people will think you are the young people of politics of tomorrow. No, you're the young people of the politics of the day. That's why this perspective podcast and all of your endeavors of what you're doing as a young person, it's educating young people, that voter education piece, that life education piece, and just dealing with the total humanity. So I commend you as a young female, as a young black female who see the need, who feels the compassion of people, who has a passion 
and and going for life. I commend you for your podcast. I thank you for the opportunity to be on and I wish you the best well wishes in the future and short and long term of all of your goals and endeavors for perspective and all things that you would be um, all the ingenuity uh, and things that you would create going forward. So thank you so much for being a part of your podcast and and I just wish you well. Thank you so, so, so much. I, I feel so amazing right now. That was so nice of you to say. And and it's the truth, you know, um, everyone should definitely, definitely, definitely go get educated and go and, and stop by perspective and stay, you know. Uh, next week will be our second episode and it'll be on all platforms. And I just want to thank everyone. I think I want to thank the listeners for listening. And I again, I want to thank you so, so much, Mr. Cedric, for stopping by for Perspective. I, uh, It was a pleasure to hear your thoughts. You're welcome. And again, I appreciate the opportunity. And anytime you call on me, I would never forget when you made the sacrifice to come from New York to be a part of our African-American celebration here. Um, um, in 2019 I appreciate you for taking that drive and then I would never forget um, United States House of Representative from New York Ayanna Presley yes. who was very impressed by you and your knowledge of knowing and studying her bio that she uh, was expecting you to introduce her at that event so that speaks volume for you that Ayanna Presley is looking forward to keeping up with you also so I can say you already making your mark on history and I look for you to be on Capitol Hill soon or have her on your podcast also thank you so much and I want to thank you for that opportunity um something that I would never forget I'm so appreciative um and it's amazing to see everything that she's accomplished everything that you've accomplished and again I just want to thank you so much for coming and I want to thank everyone for listening and uh, this was a great episode great first episode so again thank you all for joining us in perspective and i'll see you guys next week bye thank you bye bye